your people that are your regular attenders and members, they have a lot more grace than you would realize. Don't stress out about it. There's enough going on, right? Yeah. Just take it right. simple and make it intimate. Make it unique for your church. Hey, community. This episode features an Instagram Live interview that talks all about helping your church prepare for online streaming your services. We know that many of us are faced with having to stream our services this weekend and the upcoming weekends because of COVID-19, and we wanted to be able to help make this transition easier for you. One thing to note is at the time of recording this, there was not a way to be able to legally stream master tracks. But thanks to our incredible partners since the recording, they have made it possible for you to be allowed to stream all of your tracks for a limited time. This includes community, premium, and master tracks. We wanted to help make this transition easier for you, so we hope that this does, and you will still need the CCLI streaming license, but if you have that, you're all set. They'll cover that more in the interview, and let's jump right in. What's up, everybody? This is Matt McCoy. Hope everybody is doing well. We're going to be talking live um, about how to prepare your church for live streaming, because I know that this whole virus has kind of changed the game for many people. And for your church, I'm sure you guys have been in meetings this week where you're trying to figure out what do we do. And um, you're probably trying to figure out scramble, trying to figure out, well, how are we going to set this up? We've never done a live stream before at our church. How do we even lead worship on, on a live stream? You know, like, do you pre-record it? Do you do it live? Anyways, I'm going to have Jansen Roberts. He's going to be joining us here very soon. And there's Jansen. What's up, Jansen? Hey guys, how are you doing? Hey, you're quarantined, right? I am quarantined in every sense of the word, figuring yeah. out what that means more and more. It's crazy, and I think there's probably a lot of worship leaders who are tuning in right now who are also quarantined. We're going to like dive into this whole thing on what does this mean for worship leaders and churches, because this is a major shift. I know there's a lot of churches that just like are either canceling services altogether, yeah, or they're meeting their live stream or scrambling, trying to figure out, like, we've never live streamed before. Do we pre-record this? Do we have to set up what, what hardware do we need to buy? For sure. So you're a worship leader at a church here in Chicago. I'm the worship pastor of the Bridge Community Church. Yeah. So we're uh, about three locations. We have one like actually in the neighborhood of Chicago and then um, two like in the suburbs. And so we have all together uh, across those three locations, we have nine services with one of those being like Spanish. So if you think about that, yeah. you know, so it's a lot it's, it's fun but uh it definitely brings challenges with like something like this that no one's ever been through before and like how do we navigate that right right it's crazy so did your church have a live stream set up before this like did you guys live stream so no it's always been our like it's on the agenda but it's just it can be really expensive and it can be really complex and super complicated but it doesn't have to be and i think um what it's done for us is it's kind of pushed us uh, and forced us into a corner to like have to do that. <laughs> yeah. So right. we had to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And that's perfect. Cause that's actually why I definitely thought it'd be fun to have a conversation with you about this, because I know that you're like in the trenches, like as a worship leader at a church, mm -hmm. who's trying to figure out what to do about this. And we don't know how long this is going to go on. Like, mm -mm. I think all of us are kind of just like, you know, watching the news every morning, trying to figure out like, does this mean we're not having Easter services? Does it mean that we're, you know, how long does this last? Totally. And so give me just like an inside scoop on like what kind of those, what those conversations looked like for you guys at the bridge. 
Yeah, so we we uh, we knew it was coming. Our pastors, uh, you know, Pastor Ziegler and Brian Nelson, they're really good at like just seeing ahead of like what's coming, right? And they're also looking to other like pillars of the faith in our day and time. So these these mega guys that are at like you know Passion City Church or uh, Elevation or like groups that are having a lot of people meeting in one place. Uh, yeah. We're having to figure out what that looks like, right? So right off the bat, I think the first thing is like it hits home, right? You know, scripturally, you want to meet because it's what we're supposed to do, right? Hebrews 10 tells us that it outlines that. And so it kind of weighs on your heart like, man, what are we going to do? Because we can't bring the people together. So how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And you're also trying to listen to like the state and local government, right? The influence of that. Right. Like, Here's what we kind of are mandating people do. Yeah, and they're saying like groups no larger than fifty. At least they're saying that here in Illinois. That's yeah. most churches. And it's going down, right? So it's two fifty, fifty, and then, you know, is it going to be ten or more soon? I think it might be already be that for some things. And so you have to take all that in consideration, right? Like to yeah. be subject to authority and like to really like yeah. listen to that. I think it's a good thing. So our church leaders have really, really, um, you know, been really structured to have a lot of extra meetings to talk about that. Um, yeah. and what that looks like. And so we actually ended up having service, I think the last week before okay. the stipulations like went down. And so yeah. like this week we're, we're not able to meet. Yeah. So what are you um, going to do this week? So what we ended up doing was pretty interesting. We don't, since we're not a live streaming campus or a church, we said, okay, we, we're going to have to be one. <laughs> so yeah. we, we decided to like, Hey, let's go ahead and pre-record our services and then we'll play those back in the weeks to come okay. and we'll, we'll do as many as we can and we'll have them kind of doctored up into to where they look nice. They sound nice. And it's a good experience for people that are watching. And we tried to say, okay, what, what is this going to look like and be like through the lens of someone watching through their mobile device, their computer, mm-hmm. their TV. And then we also had to look at like, Oh man, like we don't have a live stream platform. So like, what do we do? Who do we use? Yeah. Yeah. So we've had to look at like living as one, um, life church, some of these big church platforms that do this really well. Uh, there's a company out there called Restream. So, so these are companies that you can upload your video to and they stream the video back? Yeah, like there's platforms that either either they cost or they some of them are free to use, like Life Church's platform is free we found to use their platform. So we record our video and upload it onto their platform to use, to push it out on like yeah. Vimeo, YouTube, places like that. And it gets it into the hand of uh, Facebook live, you know, it gets it into the hands of people that it's easily accessible. Yeah. To them. They get a link, they view that, or they go to Facebook live, our channel, and they just watch it. Like, are you going to embed this on your guys' church website? Or are you going to just have it streamed to YouTube and Facebook? Yeah. So we did last week, we embedded it on our website. The goal with this, I think the success for it, especially with like churches that don't do it or smaller churches is all the analytics are pointing to get this into as many channels as you can, like make it as easily accessible to people as you can. Like don't just, Oh, we only want to be Facebook live or we only want to be YouTube. Like why not do everything? Like get it out as many people as you can so they can watch it. Right. Yeah. It needs to be everywhere. Yeah. So that's what we've chosen to do. And so we embedded it last week. I think we'll probably do it again, but like it'll also be available through the platforms we're streaming from to be pretty much anywhere you look, it'll, it'll be available to watch. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to cover here. And so let's try to do like rapid round of like questions and answers. And because there's a lot to cover 
And I want to talk about gear. Like okay. what gear do we even use? Like <laughs> what, how do you set up a camera to do it? What kind of interface do you use? How do you get the audio out? How do you get the, you know, do you live stream or do you just pre-record and then stream that? What platforms? And then I even want to talk about too, like beyond the gear, because I think that's something that a lot of people are really needing to understand right now. We're going to talk about like licensing of tracks. Like mm-hmm. I also want to talk about stuff like how do you even interact with your team during this time? You know, yeah. if everybody's at home, how do you practice? How do you engage your congregation? So let's just start. Gosh, I don't even know where to start, but let's go and start with just like gear. Cause I know that that's like the main thing that people are like really trying to figure out. Yeah. Is did, when you guys were researching this, did you guys find any, like, like a camera that's just like easy to use and set up and we have three campuses and one of the campuses is kind of set up to where if we wanted to live stream from there, it has the better cameras. So we actually went and brought both of those cameras to our uh, other location and shot from there. So we actually set up four cameras and the four cameras are different angles. Uh, I think two, if not all four are Panasonic. Um, and I don't think they're shooting in 4k. I'd have to ask our tech guy, but, um, but most of them, like they're on tripods, they have like the hand mounts where they're adjustable. And, um, you know, you're looking through these, we have the guys that normally man them during the weekend services. We're using the same, same equipment. And, um, you know, we, we record all our services and put them on Vimeo, but we don't broadcast anything, right? So yeah. we just use the same equipment and we put okay. them at different angles. So there's multiple angles of different shots for the stage because we and- know nobody's going to be in the room. So that's what we use. And then we used a DSLR, I don't, uh, maybe a Canon or Nikon. And the guy was like up towards the front and yeah. he was just like getting pan shots of the stage, close-ups of like the guitar player and we really, what we tried to do is utilize him as a fifth camera that we don't normally have. Yeah. And that's, that's mainly the equipment we use as far as recording the cameras. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing multiple camera angles just to make it probably feel real. Someone asked if you could use an iPhone. I think you definitely could. Yeah, you definitely could. For and, sure you can. And record them. So are you guys record, are you guys doing a full church service or are you doing like, let's record worship and then we're going to record the sermon and then patch yeah. it all together. So we, we chose to break it up. So like we did like, I think we did four sessions last night with four songs each okay. uh, the next four weeks and so that we just did worship from beginning to end we we talked about how we would like what are we going to say because <laughs> it's usually good morning or good evening but like oh it's like well thanks for joining the bridge online yeah. i'm talking to you through a screen right so that's so we did that and then the announcements the sermon all that stuff comes later as we crossfade it into the videos and again not everybody has to use pre-corded footage, but we felt it's best because our people aren't used to live stream. We're not used to it. So there's just a lot of stuff we haven't even learned yeah. yet. We felt that would be better for us. So, and then you're putting together the service into a one video that you're going to then play back. Correct. So, and what service did you guys end up deciding to use to play back to get it onto YouTube, Facebook? So last week we used a company called Restream. They like basically take your pre-recorded video or your live stream and they launch it out across like an available 30 different platforms or something yeah. crazy. That's cool. So that's who we went with. But then we looked at a little bit closer this week and I think who we're using, um, there's a company called living as one mm-hmm. and it's mainly, I think who helped develop that was life church, which is Craig Grishel's church. Mm-hmm. So they have like a lot of the big boys use their company, like elevation, passion, you know, New Spring, a lot of these churches use that platform to, to stream their stuff. So that's who we decided to go with because it's very okay. stable. 
Yeah. Okay. So make sure you guys check that out. What's it called again? Living as one. Living as one. I know that when Loop Community does our live streams, we also use we use something called Wirecast, and mm -hmm. it's a Mac. It's an app you can download on your computer, and it basically lets you capture in different video. Uh, so you can plug in your cameras, and it brings in all the different video shots, and you can basically stream it live to Facebook and YouTube simultaneously. Yeah, and you know switch between camera angles. And that kind of comes down to like, are you wanting to actually live stream a service or pre-record? Right. And I was talking to a church that live streamed this past week and they actually did a live live stream. And I guess it was a disaster. Like they had <laughs> audio issues and it was just a total mess. And I, and I told the guy, I was like, you know what? Maybe you should think about just pre-recording this. Yes. Cause then you know, you can nail it. Yep. Like you can like during the week, you can polish it, make it, make it great. And then just restream it back live on YouTube or Facebook, or why not just post it yeah. and let people watch it whenever they want? Because one of the issues that I found, uh, the church that Mary and I, my wife and I wanted to watch, they had one live stream and it was at 10.45 a.m. And that meant though that we had to be ready to watch it at 10.45 a.m. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking actually in today's day and age, why not just like either just stream it back to back all day long, mm -hmm. and let people tune in whenever they want to have church, or post it and let people watch it yeah whenever they want i don't know i think there's different ideas there are you yeah. guys going to stream like at certain set church times yeah so so a couple things before i answer that like let me go back to what you're saying about like equipment so like that wirecast thing there's there's an also an option like sling studio if you've ever heard of that it's another it's like a, a similar setting where you can use iphones basically and if you have an ipad or a mac you can use it to be a camera switcher and it's a, it's a very inexpensive option because I think a lot of churches out there think, oh, I have to do the live stream thing. And live stream can be really expensive. It can be really expensive. So don't feel like you have to. And the other thing I would say to all that is um, with regards to gear and do we live stream versus pre-record. If you talk to big, big install companies that do a lot of church installs like Amplio or Wave or some of these big guys, they'll tell you. And even the industry guys are telling you right now, don't live stream if you're not live streaming. You can live stream, just don't do it live, right? Pre-recorded yeah. because you, you have no experience. A lot can go wrong, and a lot, a can, lot go can go wrong. You and I have done a lot of live videos before. Oh, it's, and some of them have gone well, but some of them have gone well by the sweat of our brow as we yeah. panic to make sure it's happening, right? Yeah, so, and why not pre-record like, it and nail it? Yeah, and make it really good. You can make it really good. So I would say yes, pre-record. If you've never live streamed or you don't know what you're doing, pre-record it. It's so much easier. And there, yeah. those same platforms can take pre-recorded video and live stream that video. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's like, I know better. Facebook ha has like a premiere option. You can like, is it Facebook? Yeah. You can upload a video and like set a premiere time. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, Where, so like your, uh, the other half of your question you were saying was like, why not just stream it back to back or why not just, you know, why do we choose to play it? So we, we have three services typically, and we're going to choose to do them at five, nine, 11. We're going to actually stream it at those times. And the reason is, like, from the data we've collected, and I'm like, the data we've collected, my executive pastor knows a lot more about this than me, but he, he knows a lot of the guys that are doing a lot of this research with churches. And what do we do? How does this work? The truth is, like, not a lot of people know <laughs> because they've never done this before. But what they're finding is, like, oh, if we just put it out there whenever, like, why not just mm -hmm. do a church service today, right? Because nobody has much to do. Why not just get it out there? And yeah, I think that's it's true. Like, it still gives churches this collectiveness 
to meet together. And there's something about like, oh, me and 500 other people or 300 other people are meeting and watching the same thing all at the same time. And the other thing it allows us to do with the platform that we have through Living as One with that Life Church platform is it enables us to have online chat. So like we can, our some of our team can be on at the same time answering questions and oh yeah prayer requests and yeah yeah like you can be a part of that right so it's like it's it's this really immersive experience and not just someone watching a church version of a netflix show yeah that's a good that's a really good point keeping them at the same service times too keeps people like used to those service times so that when you do start meeting again it's not like yeah people keep going to the same service so this might be a hard question but let's just address the churches who are like who have no technical Maybe they don't already have us <laughs> yeah, and they've never yeah. live streamed before. Like, what would you do if you were leading worship at a church that was like, we've never had a live stream before. We don't even have a camera system. Like, how are we even going to pre-record a service? Like, maybe these are churches that have never even recorded a service. What sure. would you even like so recommend I, they do? Yeah, my first thing is like, get if you're a worship pastor, or a worship leader watching this, or you're a church leader watching this, like, the first thing I would say is like, don't make any decision by yourself. <laughs> Like get with your senior pastor or your elders or whoever it is and sit down and have a meeting about this and collectively make the decision. This is what we can do. This is what we have. And if it's basic, like, Oh, do we even want to do this? Like, or do we yeah. just say, Hey, we know what we're going to, we're going to close down for a little bit and log into other churches streams yeah. and be blessed by them for a little while. Uh, yeah. If you decide to go through with it, then the next step I would say is like, Hey, if all you have is an iPhone, iPhones and Samsung or whatever alike have come a long way. So don't feel like you have to be the church down the street with a thousand people and you're doing this big production, right? Like if you have an iPhone, like set it up in your pastor's living room and have a very intimate setting where he just preaches right there. And if it's just worship, like don't be scared of like you and a guitar and like just sing a few songs and let them worship along with you. And then pre-record all that, right? I mean, most, most of those phones can shoot in 4K, you know, so it's you're getting really good yeah, footage and right. really good audio. And then you can use that to upload and, you know, to any of the, the stuff that we talked about earlier for free or post it to totally. Facebook or whatever, YouTube, you know, and that, and that it's enough for yeah. your people. And, and here's what I'll say about that, too, is like, I think we as church people, we look at it a little differently because we freak out about it. It's our job, right? Like, but here at the end of the day, your people that are your regular attenders and members, they have a lot more grace than you would realize. Like they understand where you are. They understand what's going on. So I don't think they're going to come in and log into a TV uh, showing of this or Facebook live and expect this big elaborate production when they know your service isn't normally that way. Right. So I would say those are, those are the first few things I would like give you some advice. Like don't stress out about it. There's enough going on. Right. Yeah. Just take it simple and make it, make it intimate, make it unique for your church. Yeah. Right. If I were like at a church that was like, you know, hundred people small, I think I would keep this super simple and just use like an iPhone maybe pre-record it or just go live on Facebook. I would probably just do live on our Facebook page and be like, yep. Hey, let's just have a church for like 30 minutes or 45 oh, minutes where we'll just yep. sing on an acoustic guitar, a couple right. songs and then turn it to the pastor and let them preach. And yeah. I think I do agree with you that I think people are going to be really, really forgiving. Yeah. And <laughs> this, and they might love it. Honestly. We had an interesting meeting yesterday. We were talking about, man, like, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to get worship to these people? How are we going to get preaching to these people? And here's what I would say, like, 
I don't want to be labeled a heretic or anything, but like church is more than a sermon and a song. Like it, it was, it was never intended to be, we preach, we sing and church is done. Now I'm a worship leader. So I get that I'm preaching to the choir really, but like yeah. you also have to think about like, Oh man, what are we going to do about small groups and keeping people connected? Right. And yeah. that sort of thing. So, but for this video, for what we're doing right now in this conversation, like, that's why I say I, I kind of rope all this into like, don't stress out about it more than you need to. Um, and yeah. if you can just get a simple recording of this thing to let people be in an intimate setting to, to worship God, that's what you're after. Yeah. That's the goal. Are you doing full band? Are you guys doing full band worship? So we did, we did, um, I think I said earlier, we did four sessions and it was like, uh, we had six people in the band all together. Full band. And you just recorded it into your, your soundboard, like digital yeah, so recording. I, a few weeks ago, it's kind of interesting. A few weeks ago, I was like, man, we need to just use Dante. And if, for those of you who don't know what Dante is, it's basically like a way to control, record, um, do a lot of things functionality-wise based on Ethernet. And it yeah. can, uh, you know, a lot of guys use that in their boards and stuff to record uh, multiple yeah. channels rather than just two, right? So we yeah. have that ability. And so I tried it. And uh, I was getting some weird clicking and popping. And so I, I didn't know enough about it. I don't have time to research it. But I'm glad yeah. we started this process like a month ago because unbeknownst yeah. to me, like all this yeah. stuff happened. And I'm like, man, we're going to have to figure this out. So what I ended up doing was we have uh, an, a Midas M32 board at yeah. uh, one of our main locations. And so yeah. I just used that as a giant 32-channel interface. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I went straight out of the USB port on the back and straight into the USB of my MacBook. And yep. I just went into Ableton or Logic or whatever DAW you have, and you just set up 32 channels, and you map yep. them yep. to which channels they are and label them or whatever. And that's what we did. And so we did a sound check for the first song just to make sure there were no funky noises or sounds or whatever, and it sounded clean, really good. And that's what we ended up doing, and it worked out really well. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So here's what I would do, too. If I would, So let me, let me step it up. I already said what I would do if I was at a church of, like, 100 people. Let's just say I'm at a church of, like, 300 to 500 people. Yeah. And we have an auditorium, and we have a board and everything like that. Probably what I would do is, if I had a little bit more resources, if I were on staff at the church, I would get Wirecast, put it on a computer in the back, get a camera like an iPhone or, like, a Canon DSLR or, like, something like that, yep. plug it into Wirecast. It's, like, back by the soundboard and yep. shoot it at the stage. And then I would just probably keep it super simple and do a, a line out of the board and go mm -hmm. right into Wirecast as like a board mix. I mean, it's going to sound yeah. horrible. <laughs> oh, well, it's not going to sound horrible, but it's not going to sound like perfect. Right. Um, and then do a service and record it and put it in a live stream and, and let Wirecast send it out to YouTube and Facebook at the same For time. Sure. Yeah. That's probably what I would do to like just keep it super simple. Mm-hmm. What about like, did you guys use an audio interface or anything to get the audio in? Like, what are you guys uh, using for audio interface? Yeah, so like we, we actually use TrackRig. <laughs> it's a plug for the computer. Oh, cool. So we use TrackRig for our tracks. But like, oh, so you're using tracks. We're using tracks, yeah. So there's a whole, we'll get into licensing later with that. But, yeah, right. Uh, there is a whole thing that went into that, like tracks, we have mics and drum mics and we, we use a Nord keyboard and our electric and bass and all that. So we, we have all that routed to the M32 and because it's our interface, it, there's 32 channels that are coming out of that and into an Ableton live session. So okay. that's how we captured all of our audio. But we also have like in the room, we set up two shotgun mics pointed towards the stage 
to get okay. like a little bit of that room feel too to mix in with that and all of those, yeah. whether it's a camera mic or a, a microphone or some instrument input all that stuff is being routed to our board and we're using our board to capture all the audio and then push it to our okay. computer to record it all yeah because we we wanted them to have an i wanted them to have an experience yeah with people where it yeah. wasn't uh because we are a big enough church where i think we can afford that and they expect that right yeah so, yeah yeah my two cents on this whole thing if i were a pastor of a church i would say pre-record everything yeah and put together a really nice service yeah. because when you start going live things get weird like streams go down People start acting weird when they know they're like live because they start fumbling over their words during announcements or like, and you can't fix I would it. say if you, you can't fix it. And if something goes wrong in worship, like, cause people are worried about it. Cause also what's weird too is like, if you're doing live and it's, you're doing it live to an empty room, that can mm -hmm. feel very awkward. Yeah. Um, because that's what people are having to do because people can't have church. So they're saying, well, we're going to do a live service, but no one's going to be in the room except for a couple staff people. Yeah. But there's more that could go wrong in that because you're just, people just start acting goofy when you're like in that kind of position. Yeah. So I would say pre-record this, do a worship set, record it, do a talk, record it, do yeah. announcements, record it, and then glue yeah. all those pieces together. For sure. Like utilize planning center too, like, or whatever planning uh, platform you're using, like script all this stuff out. It's okay to do that. Like know what songs you're using uh you know like know what you're gonna say in between the songs like we we literally before we started we sat there for like two to five minutes and we actually thought about like okay if, when we all know this who are worship leaders like we have our isms right like oh good morning yeah. well if we're shooting the 5 p.m like it's not morning yeah. right so we eliminated all the daytime nighttime you know yeah. innuendo and we just said hey welcome to the bridge online we're so glad you're joining us today we're here to sing yeah, right. out you know what i mean like and you change your language so talk about that and then like you know yeah. this is this is actually a cool time i think for most people to be creative in some elements that you use in the room like you know whether it's a prayer yep. or a scripture reading or whatever right like you can cut to things and then cut back to the live worship there's a lot of creative things you can do to to make that yep. moment in the room not seem so empty you know so I want to get into talking about how do you actually lead worship virtually, like yeah. without people in front of you. So let's talk, let's get to that in a second. But before we get to that, I want, let's talk about licensing. Okay. Because this has been the number one question that we've gotten at Loop Community. I can't even tell you. Um, you know, it's actually kind of funny because I wasn't like about, I can't, it's hard to remember now on a timeline, but like maybe a week and a half ago, like the coronavirus was starting to happen. And... I, but I don't think people were really thinking about it at that point of like, wow, we got to shut down the offices. And I remember opening up our support inbox and we had like four emails from people saying, hey, we want to start live streaming our church service. Can we live stream tracks? And I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, what a coincidence. Like four people wanting to do this. And then I put it all together like, oh, duh, this is because of like the virus. You know, the week later, now we're getting like, we're getting like, we have like a hundred emails from people saying, can I live stream my service? Yeah with tracks right and the answer to that is a really interesting one um for sure no matter what you have to have a ccli streaming license that's right period yep so if you make your own tracks um you need and you're using them you need a cc I mean, even if you don't aren't using tracks if you're live streaming a service period you need to have the ccli streaming license 
right? And I should be getting a cut, I think, of every CCLI streaming license that people sign up through this. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you need to go to, right here. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you need to go to CCLI.com and get what's called the streaming license. That's right. I don't. I have no idea how much it costs. I don't. I'm not a pastor at a church, so I don't know. So it's based um, on it's it's based on your attendance, just like okay. everything, everything else through CCLI. They do an attendance base. It's like usually you know, 50 to 100, 100 to 300, or whatever the tiers are. Okay. And so ours, we, we were like 18 to 2,000, so uh, we had to a get month? that level. And you can just pay for it for the year. And it will cover, whether you're live streaming, it'll cover pre-recorded videos that are uploaded and rebroadcast again and again. Oh, cool. Uh, and, that, and that covers anything that you do yeah. uh, for that year. Uh, and so that's, that's what we did. So we, for you guys, it's 2,000 a year, not a month, right? No, no, no. I'm sorry. 18 to 2,000 is our attendance. Oh, oh. I think, Do you know how much your license is? Yeah, I think it was like two. I think it was 212. That was the, oh, which for, is, a for the year. year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ashley says that their streaming license for 200 people is $62. That's yeah, nothing. Which is, which is the so it's a no brainer. Yeah. So 86 for a church of three to five by Ryan Clare. So it's all, it's all in that ratio, right? And, and that, it yeah. works the same for like, your sync licensing and your regular licensing for CCL, it's all tier yeah. based on attendance. That's how they measure yeah. it, right? So yeah. that works for us and it takes, and so we, we didn't have it. And so we had to get it, right? So we did that yeah. a while back to get that. And it covers like, oh, we're going to be doing some stuff with our students or our, or our kids ministry and the songs for that. So it covers all that, not just our stuff that we do for the weekend. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so you need I, the I license. That's just sure. no matter what, whether you're using mm -hmm. tracks or not. If you're right. singing songs and you're broadcasting it on video, you have to yep. get the CCLI streaming license, which is not expensive. So it's definitely worth getting. Um, and I believe it's the same thing as the CCS worship cast license. Um, so I think, I don't think that those are separate licenses now. I think it's the right. same. Yeah. So, um, so someone asks actually just now FCC Milton says, how do you get past Facebook blocking the audio? Mm -hmm. This is an interesting question mm -hmm. before we get to that. Um, the question is, can you use tracks live streaming? And the answer to it is that it depends what track you're using. So you can't use original master multi-tracks in live streams. That's just not allowed. It's not licensed. The record labels and the artists behind those tracks, like they're not allowing to live stream those. Mm. And because it's the actual original audio, a lot of times then YouTube or Facebook will actually flag it because they'll hear it. They'll, you know, the algorithm, like it's listening for those songs and it will right. flag, flag it and maybe even kill your live stream. It might even like just turn it off. So you don't want to oh, get caught. Great. You don't want to get caught live streaming and then YouTube or something flags it and then like turns off your live stream while everybody's watching it. Right. Like you press play and you're singing along and it's like, oh, I, I already paid for the streaming license. And like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So the master, the original master multitracks cannot be live streamed, but the tracks that Loop Community sells that are in the community or the premium category, which the community tracks are tracks that are made by community members, and then the premium tracks are tracks that are made by Loop Community. They're the green and purple ones on loopcommunity.com. Those tracks can actually all be live streamed yep. as long as you have a CCLI streaming license. So um, if you're wanting to use tracks, either make your own or get community and premium tracks and you can live stream those. Jansen, what has been your experience with that as far as like Facebook blocking audio? Have you had that? Uh, have you had any issues with that? No, like we, we have it. We did it last week uh, where we had our 
service pre-recorded and then they were able to view the the worship set and all of that and we didn't have any problems with it um yeah and i so i we only did it one week so i don't know you know if, i i yeah i hope i've never had any problems too or if i'm using a community or a premium because i make my own too i make my own tracks so i never had a problem where it sounds so close that they that they flag it right that's not happening yeah, either right so i think that you're probably safe if you use those two options right where it's not yeah um, you know looking on the spectrum for those exact yeah uh, files or whatever it is and this is all like a new th it's, i mean it's not even a new thing but i think it's just being brought to people's attentions because we've never live streamed before like now everybody's having to live stream churches that didn't live stream before but it's always been in like the terms of service of loop community and multi-tracks and it's not even like i mean a lot of it is out of our control even because the original master tracks are they're not ours right and what i mean by that is like the audio in those original master tracks are not owned by loop community so we don't have the rights to even license it for live streaming right so it's not like you know we're like trying to shut people down from that it's actually that we're not even allowed to do that um yeah we can do it with community and premium tracks because those tracks are actually like the community tracks they were you know, created part of the by an artist that yeah right like they that person who yeah. wasn't you know whoever artist they were just you know in their yeah. studio and they made a version of that song exactly so That's you can do that recording right yeah so you just need to get the ccli streaming license for sure no matter what you can get that at ccli.com um we've got a couple questions here that have rolled in yeah. Um, someone says, uh, what if I own the music and produced, can you live stream? It's like, yeah, if you did your own song, right, Jansen, couldn't you do that? Yeah. So like I wrote a song a few years ago and I, if I wanted to use that song in a service, I could, because I own it. I am, yeah. I own everything on that song. So I could do it. That's a different thing. Like if your church says, oh, we're going to do this one service and we wrote these four songs and we're going to do all the four songs of our own stuff. Like, yeah, use whatever you want. Cause you own yeah, it. Right. right? But if it's like, oh, I wanted to do Phil Wickham's so-and-so, and I wanted to use his original stuff, like, I can't. I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't it, you know? Right. So one of the yeah. questions someone has is, wait, how did you get the audio out of the board into the computer? I just used a regular USB cable. So it's like USB-A to USB-B. So, so your board has a USB out. Yeah, yeah, I'll take you back here and show you that. Most people look at it as like, oh, it's, a, it's an input device for churches that are having like a lot of audio into a board yeah. and that gets patched yeah. back out to your speakers to hear it. But not a lot yeah. of people realize that most digital consoles that are modern can be used as a audio recording interface. So mm -hmm. back here in the back of it, you have all these channels. Some of them have ethernet cards. So if you see right here, there's a USB cable. Yeah. And so okay. we just came out of there and we just went right into our board. Just right and in your computer. Yeah, and I didn't have to do anything. It's plug and play. I just put it in. Yeah. I opened up Ableton. I added 32 channels. I went to my preferences and like said, yeah. it's one to one, two to two, three to three. Um, it's this is pretty standard. It's the same, pretty much the same thing as a Behringer X32. Midas actually bought them, so I think they own. Uh, it's the same innards that you'll see on a Behringer, the same like software. So yeah. that's that's our board. And then uh, we have some of our rack wireless stuff, getting our packs and mics and stuff. Uh, uh, and I used this USB cable last night to come out of the back of our board and into this USB cable. And then the USB cable went into my computer. And into your Mac? Into my Mac, which I was recording a 32-channel uh, input recording in Ableton Live. Oh, okay. 
So I, I that's what I had. Uh, and so then, then you could mix the tracks later. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I can mix everything later. Vocals, yeah. drums, all the stuff that we had recorded into here, all 32 channels, we're capturing something. So I'm able to use all 32 channels to record, um, you know, whatever we have. And so that's kind of what we, that's what, that's how we did it. And nice. it worked really well. So the, the, the quality of what we recorded was really good. Uh, and so yeah. here are, um, so we have a camera here on a tripod. Okay. This is a Panasonic camera. Uh, is it recording 4k or no? No. No, it's like 1080 is probably how it goes. Yeah, so we have, these two are 1080 uh, that we have. So there's okay. one here to the left and the right of the console. And then we took two more and placed one here. It's kind of, I don't know if you're hard to see, in there. So it was yeah. different, like, wider angles that are getting kind of this kind of yeah. uh, angle, right? And so uh, up there closer, I'll just walk down here um, to our uh, – here are here are front of house mics. There's two shotguns. So there's one Yeah, what are those? what are those for again? So think about like it's almost like the reverse of crowd mics. So some some churches might have a microphone like up here pointing this way so that they can capture the singers. And so instead, we put these in the room capturing the mains. So it's almost like it gives that ambient oh. feel in the room. And it's just a little bit of, oh. you know what I mean? It, it kind of creates some reverb for us. So that's what it's we decided capturing to it do. Almost as if, it captures the audio as if they were there standing there. Exactly, listening. exactly. Which and is so kind of cool. That, we mix that into the, the recordings to make it sound not so dry, but have some presence yeah. in the room. Uh, some of this stuff we just set up today. So we always have yeah. lyrics here, but we had that off, obviously, because we didn't need it. In the back, um, we have our uh, confidence monitor. We use ProPresenter. And so we had that on to, to gather our lyrics. But our, from the vantage point of the stage, we were looking at, you know, these cameras last night as we were singing, these were our people that we were singing to, not not these people. <laughs> we were singing to the person that was watching through the camera, right? That's that's our perspective. And then uh, up on the stage, like, you see we had these, like, blue lines of tape, and they went up the stage all the way to the drum kit. And so what this was, we had a fifth guy that was doing roving camera shots. So he was not allowed on the other side of this line. He would have to use all of this space to get up here and record the drums and get shots of the instrumentalist and of the worship leaders up front. Because if he went past this line, that told him, hey, you're in the shot of the other cameras in the back. Okay. All right. So, again, this is, this is stuff that we, we went through. We sat down and we pre-thought this stuff out. And then some of the stuff we found out in the moment, like, oh, man. What happens if he gets over here and gets in the shot, whatever? So we have a, we have a line of tape on the other side, just like it. Uh, and then we have our drums, our instrumentalists are back here. Um, we use uh, Behringer for all of our inners, uh, our P16 boxes. Back here, uh, this is like command center. It's kind of hard to see, but our track rig took all of our tracks from a laptop. And that was, so that plus our keyboard, our microphones, everything was being sent back to the board, all 32 channels to record okay. all of that. So we just used our whole auditorium like we were really having a service. And we did the transitions, the prayer elements, everything. And we just had, had everything sit back there. And now we have yeah. all the video and all the audio. Uh, one important thing that you might think about when you're doing this is it might be best to just like, when you get your session up and running to just like start recording 
in logic or whatever it is and set it and forget it. Like don't start and stop, just record the whole time. But the thing you do want to have is we had our drummer hit the snare really loud right at the beginning while all the cameras were recording so that we had a, a snap point for the video and the audio to sync so that we could okay. line it up later when we post produce it. Like people, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, we have the video cards, the SD cards that are going to our video person, but we also have the audio. Like, how do we line that up? So yeah, that's, yeah. we thought about all those things. And so if you're going to do this on this level, I would, I would sit down and have a meeting and talk about that stuff. So you could sit down and say, what gear do we need? How are we going to record this? What's it going to yeah. look like? Um, are we going to do, like you said, like, oh, a song here, and then we fade to something else, and then we come back and do more worship? Or is it just like three, four songs straight through with elements, just like a service would be? Yeah. So that's what we chose to do. But again, everyone, everyone's different. So that's, that's the basic gear that we used. Like, nothing special. None of our cameras were, like, recording to a hub. Like, each camera had their SD slots. So you could do it if you have like a switcher program that's recording data into drives. If you have SDI cables, some of you out there that know what that stuff is, um, you could record everything to like an SSD that's in your video switch hub and then take that hub and then it has all the cameras, right? And different, whatever. So if you want to do it that way, you can, but we just decided, hey, let's get individual SD cards, put them in our cameras. And that worked best for us. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, so you're, yeah, so it is pretty basic. You're just recording straight to the camera, to the SD card, and then you're going to totally. edit it all later. Yeah. Um, what day in the week are you guys doing this? Yeah, so we did last night. We'll see. Last night was Tuesday. I'm a little bit loopy because, like, I say we started setting up this whole process around one-ish, but and we got done last night around nine-something. So we started recording at, like, 3.30, 3.45. It was yeah. about five or six hours for us total. And we did so, four services with four each, including Easter. So I would say... Uh, Wait, why did you record four services? You're recording the next four weeks? Wow, you guys got way ahead. Well, we had we had a killer band. Like we, and that's something to think about too. If you have a lot of volunteers, like this isn't the this isn't the time to to play favorites or be fair. It's a time to like have excellence. In yeah. what you do. So we said, hey, we're gonna put the best person in the best seat, and we're just gonna like. There were several songs, believe it or not, last night that we did probably four songs brand new that we've never done yeah. before, and the band learned them in like thirty minutes on their iPhone and played them flawlessly. And so you know. The other thing that helps with that is tracks, what we just talked about. Like, if it's not a super great recording, you, you patch what you can and, like, use the tracks to support that sound a little bit. Um, you know, I have a little bit of knowledge with that because I'm a producer myself, but so I'm able to mix that well. Uh, but we have, we have guys on our team that also are producers too. So I'm as I'm delegating some of that stuff to them to produce, like, we're able to focus on some other things. So that's all that to say, like, your, your gear your amount of people that you have, their experience, what you can do in your timeline. We did all this last night. Uh, Spanish is doing the same thing today, Spanish campus. And then tomorrow we're going to sit down and do um, our Good Friday service. <laughs> so I, I have some thoughts for that in this room, maybe like worshiping around and have like, you know, the old school, like Edison bulbs, the classic worship leader thing that you've seen a lot, but have a very intimate setting where it's a different than like a stage and, this big thing is more warm for the Good Friday service. Because we, we thought about that yesterday, too. We said, man, we're going to have to do Good Friday and Easter. Like, this is crazy. So and we don't know how long this is going to last, but we may have to come back if, we're, if we even can, if we're still allowed to do 10 people at least, and do this again for another however many weeks, you know? So that's why we tried to knock out as many as we could. 
we even our team brought four changes of clothes so we changed in between each service you know each service yeah. and made it look like oh these are different weekend services so that's kind of that's what we did yeah that's so interesting yeah but, well i guess if churches aren't gonna like like they're not going to capture like four weeks ahead. They'll probably have to do like every Monday where we're going to record this coming week's service. Yeah. And, and we, we just did that for us because we have a large team. Like we have guys that can do yeah. it. So again, yeah. it's all like bite off what you can chew. Right. So like right. you can only do totally. one week, like manage that week and then learn from it. Learn, oh, what worked totally. well? What do we need to do next time? Instead of saying, man, I wish we would have, you know, then you have yep. less to deal with. So to close this out, like what, what encouragement would you, would you give a worst leader who's just maybe worried about? My executive pastor, my boss, said something that was really, really good. You know, um, we, we still encourage giving. But here's, here's what we have to understand, too. Like, it's also scriptural to know that you have to take care of your family, right? Like, yep. the Lord knows that. And so yep. I would say, like, if you're in a position, like, whether you are a, a worship leader or a worship team member, or just a regular attendee who just happens to like Luke community, uh, and you're watching this, I would say like, give where you can give in the ratio that you can give it. So you have to talk about giving first. You, it starts with you, right? Because you're a church leader. So I would say like, you keep giving, right? If your income goes down, it doesn't mean that you give the same, but your ratio can stay the same. Yeah, like if, I'm, right. if I'm making X dollars and I'm giving this amount, like that amount goes down, but the ratio of my income versus what I'm giving could stay the same. And that's just a sign of faith. You're not doing it for the church. You're doing it for the Lord, right? So that's the giving yeah. portion for you. But for you and your job, if you're worried about like, oh man, am I going to have a job? Like, what do, what do I encourage our church to do? I would say you encourage them to give where they can give. But if you see your income start going down, like, you have to know that people have to take care of their family. So we as a church have decided, you know, we're not going to sit there and just like beat it over people's heads to like, oh, we got to give or something's going to happen. Like we let the Lord take care of that. And we encourage them like, hey, if you're if you don't have money to like put bread on the table, like yeah. you need to go. You need to feed your family. So do that first. And the Lord, the Lord honors that. He knows it's not like he's like, oh, man, I'm going to allow this bad thing to happen to the globe where the mm. church can't be supported and people don't have food on their homes. And what do they do? Like the Lord is over all that. So he's not going to put you in a position where you have to pick and choose, right? Like he's going to, he knows he's Lord over all of this. So like you, I think you need to have a good conscience to know what works best for you and your family to take care of that first. And then, yeah. you know, if you're, if your boss, your pastor or whatever says, Hey, we got to make cuts. You know, let's like go to the worst case scenario. I would say like you manage what you can, uh, you know, talk to them and see if there's like, hey, if it's not full time, can it be part time? And you take it in chunks because I really do believe my faith says that, you know, we're going to come back from this and churches are going to come back and they're going to reconvene. And so, yeah, um, right. But I, I wouldn't you just got to take it a day at a time, a week at a time. I don't want to say too much to say like, oh, you should keep giving. I also want to yeah. say like, oh, well, it is what it is. You got to support your family. I just think that you have to have a, a very balanced view and have a lot of grace um, because we want people to do what's best for them. So that's what I would say. And, and, you know, I don't want to say the churchy thing, like pray and just God will give you peace because like peace goes a long way when I don't have diapers for my kid or I don't have food on the table. Right. So like I would say be as practical with it as you can and trust the Lord for the rest um, and yeah. do what you can do. And then totally. when you can like put those things back in. And that's what I would say to, to the worship leaders who feel like maybe their job is in jeopardy or 
how long is this yeah. going to last? What do I do? Um, yeah, man, this has been so good. And I think it's uh, been very helpful just, just to even open the dialogue and the discussion. Jansen, before we close, would you, would you mind just like praying over the worship totally. leaders who are kind of in a position right now? That's like, what do we do? Totally. Yeah. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you are sovereign over all of this. Um, whether it's a business or a church or a school or a family, um, God, you, you rule and you reign. You're on the throne. And so we acknowledge that and we thank you for that. We worship you because you are that kind of God, the only one that can be like that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I pray that, um, number one, that you would um, grant them peace and comfort and hope to know that uh, this is only uh, for a season, which is our hope, but we know that you're in control of it. And God, we just pray that um, you would just give them that sense of peace and not to let fear overwhelm them um, because it's not from you. And so um, also in this time, we tangibly ask uh, that you would help us to have wisdom and patience. Uh, there's a lot of um, people struggling not only financially with this and, and worried about the financial part, but there are worship leaders with wives and kids who are home all day, and it's making people kind of stir crazy it's getting them very anxious it's stirring up panic and uh depression and uh, it can push people even in our community uh, give them grace and i pray lord tangibly for the churches their incomes their budgets that they would manage those well and that um god we would be able to see the church physically come back and meet uh, in the places that they're not able to meet here uh, across the world that they'd be able to come back soon together as a family and be there i, I pray that um that this uh, session on Instagram would hopefully shed some light on some things that they can use practically that would help them in the season that they're in at their church, whether they should live stream or pre-record and how to get around and think about some of these things. I pray that you would use all this for your glory uh, and that we would just continue to, to do the thing that you've set us here to do, which is to worship you with everything that we have and to tell others about Jesus Christ. And so that's that's all we can do. We're going to push forward with that. Uh, so we love you. We thank you. Thank you for Loop Community and what they're they're doing to help this and to, to bring these kind of talks and discussions to the table. Uh, and so continue to, to use this for your glory. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Loop Community Podcast. Music from this episode is brought to you by John Guerra from his album, Little Songs. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music or Spotify. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, Leave a review and a rating. It means a lot. We'll see you soon.